When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Ryan. Two quick things before you get started with today's episode. First, I apologize for some of the bad audio quality you may hear in this episode. Uh, James was outside and it was very windy. Just wanted to let y'all know. Um, Second thing, and this is the main reason why I wanted to start with this. If you are a prayer person, I ask that you say prayers for the family of Darren Johns in the community of Andrews. Darren Johns was the head band director for Andrews High School, and unfortunately, he lost his life in a bus accident that happened on I-20 on the way to a football playoff game on Friday. He was only 53 years old, and if you would, please pray for him, for his family, his students, and the whole Andrews community. I would really appreciate it. They're very shooken up right now. And uh, with that, I just want to say thank you for doing that, and enjoy the episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome into the Starcast Trickermark Studios. I am Ryan, one of the three brothers of the podcast, uh, and this is the AGR for game number 16. Can't believe we're already on game 16 of uh, the season. Um, the Stars played the Blues this evening. Final score, 3-1 to one in favor of the Stars. Uh, definitely, no, 4-1, to 4-1. to one. I'm, already, I'm already getting that wrong, right? Already forgetting the, the empty net goal. Anyways, um, we are brought to you by uh, DraftKings. Uh, make sure you use the promo code THPN next time you go and use their app for a special little something, a uh, little offer from them, and uh, that lets them know that we are the ones that sent you. We'd appreciate that if you would do that. And uh, with that, let's bring in James. Hey, James, how are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing good. Um, Chris is not able to be with us tonight because of some internet issues, so go figure. But um, he is with us here in spirit, and I'm sure he's uh, listening to us right now. Um, anyways, James, uh, fantastic game overall for the Stars. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of storylines coming out of the game tonight. Uh, there's the play of Rope Hens, the play of uh, Jake Ottinger, and that whole thing with, uh, you know, him being possibly sent back down when Holtby's ready to go again. There's the the special teams battle. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from tonight's game? I mean, per- personally, I just this this was one of those games I just kind of like sat back and watched and enjoyed the entire thing. Like it was just a fun game to watch. So it was a great effort from the Stars tonight. And I definitely enjoyed the play of uh, the two guys that I mentioned already. Uh, you know, uh, Mr. Jay Gottinger and Mr. Rope Hintz. But 
How about the play of Jamie Benn as well? Jamie Benn was fantastic tonight. And then, you know, somebody that hasn't really been, you know, out there as much and who we haven't really talked about a ton is the play of Michael Roffle. Michael Roffle has been an excellent pickup for the Stars. And honestly, probably the best pickup for the Stars this offseason when it comes to offense. You know, not expecting uh, a ton from him, but he shows up on the score sheet tonight. Yeah, he, he had some crazy good feeds to hints on the penalty kill tonight. So. Yep. And uh, so let's go ahead and just get straight into this game here, uh, James. So uh, let, let's just go over the goals here real quick. Uh, the first period, um, I mean, it was basically through the whole first two periods, but it was completely riddled with uh, penalties, and especially the second period. We'll get to that here in a second. But the first period, the first five-ish minutes, I was very scared. And uh, how the Stars came out and played, they weren't pushing very well, didn't seem like they had their legs under them. Uh, but uh, throughout the rest of the 15 minutes after we got that first power play, it really seemed like the Stars started to click. They started to get their legs under them a little bit. And uh, we had full momentum going the other way uh, throughout the, you know, the three quarters of the first period. Yeah, for sure. And even in that first five minutes, it wasn't like the Blues were like dominating. It was like neither team was playing great and they were just both trading chances back and forth. So that, that first period, the first couple of minutes was really kind of weird to watch because normally you have quick whistles or something, but there wasn't a missile, a whistle for probably like four minutes. It would be a very good thing if there was not a missile. Hopefully there was yeah. no missile. Hopefully there's no missiles. Because <laughs> yeah, if it was a missile, it would probably be a shot from Colton Parenko. That would be one thing we would not want to see if you're a Dallas Stars, uh, Dallas Stars fan. So anyways, um, so I mean, other than the first period, what did you think about generally in, in, from the play in the first period? I mean, it felt like Bennington kind of just robbed that period from us. Because <laughs> really, after the first five minutes, it felt like the Stars were dominating that entire period. And the fact that that the, the, the score remained 0-0 after 20 minutes is just absurd. So. Yeah, and you know, let's let's go ahead and throw a shameless plug for Jordan Bennington tonight. As much as Stars fans, you know, completely dislike him and how much of a baby I think he really is, he really did. He is really the sole reason why this game was even close. Uh, you know, going into the third period. So, uh, and especially the play of the first period, he was rock solid. I mean, fantastic uh, for the St. Louis Blues. Um, but let's go ahead and move into the second period. The second period, uh, you know, we, we were getting a lot of chances and stuff and still, and I was I was a little scared that the Stars weren't up by a goal or two going into the first. But again, we had full momentum going into the second. And it translates into the first goal of the game for Jamie Benn, his fifth of the year from Suter and Garyanov. And it looked like it was going to be uh, Suter's goal. But and I, I'm still not sure, looking at the replay, if it hit – his Ben's hand or something, but uh, after after listening to uh, Razor, Razor said that it apparently went off his elbow or something like yeah. that. So it's that's, a goal for Ben. It, yeah, that's what it looked like. It's a it's a weird weird shot from the point that bounces off high on someone and goes in. So it, it's it's not really something that you're gonna expect as a goaltender, and it's just Ben kind of getting lucky and Suter shooting at the right time. So. 
Well, sometimes you just need to be in the right place uh, at the right time. And uh, Ben happened to be at the right place at the right time for that. So um, anyways, uh, like we said earlier, that second period was completely riddled uh, with uh, penalties. And I think there was only about 11 and a half minutes of five on five time in that second period. And uh, this is also after, you know, one of the linesmen went down. So uh, there was only one ref calling all the, all the penalties. But uh, anyways, uh, the Stars go on uh, the penalty kill, which looked fantastic tonight, by the way. We'll get to that in a second. But Rope Hint scores his fourth of the year from Raffle and Lindell. That puts the Stars up 2 to nothing, And it's the Stars' first shorthanded goal of the season. And it was a great pass. It was a great shot. And, no, you know, no, you know, nothing on Bennington there. There was no way he was getting that. Yeah. It, it was a great fake by Raffle. He had the little tiny leg lift fake shot and then pass over to Hintz, who just – who puts it in the right spot is a great pass by Raffle. And then this leads to about two minutes later, it, the Stars go on the penalty to kill again for like the fourth or fifth time that period or whatever. And, uh, you know, within the first couple of seconds of, the, of that particular penalty, uh, Brandon Saad scores from uh, David Perron and Tori Krug. It's his seventh of the year, and honestly, there's nothing on Ottinger on that one. It was a fluky goal. It it pretty much, like, sailed over his head. Uh, It's sort of kind of like the Ben goal in a way, the way that you look at it, right? What what would you say about that? I mean, mean, yeah. This this one's a little bit more grunt work by Saad beating out the stick checks and stuff and getting his stick on the puck. And it just he gets he gets a little lucky on it, and it floats right over top of Otter. So again, nothing on on Otter there. Uh, can't blame Otter for for that one. And uh, going into the second intermission, the Stars are up two to one, in a game that you know I, I don't know about how you felt about this, James, but I really felt that we clearly could have been up four to one, five to one going into the second intermission, and. Again, I'll say it again. Bennington was fantastic tonight, and if it wasn't for him, uh, we'd be up. And that made me slightly worried going into the third period with just a one-goal lead. Oh yeah, definitely. It was. It, that, that's that's what made it such an exciting game to watch, though, was the fact that Bennington was just playing out of his mind, along with all the great chances, and and it's why in a low-scoring game is why it felt so exciting the whole. So going into the third period, uh, once again, it, it you know scares me to death. We take a penalty very early on in the period within the first five minutes, and Ropa Hans does it again, and Michael Raffle does it again, and just looking at the replays of that, that was the, one of the most beautiful passes I've seen. It was a beautiful saucer pass to. Rope Hintz, and it almost looked like for a split second that Rope Hintz was going to return the favor and let Raffle score, but uh, Hintz scores his fifth of the year. That's his second shorthanded goal of the game, second of the season from Raffle, and again, it's another shorthanded goal for the Stars, and the Stars go up 3-1. to one. Yeah, that was a beautiful saucer, and then Benning King's over to try to get the save on it, and Hintz just puts it right over him. It's It was awesome to see, and that that's Hintz's fifth goal in five games so 
after he scores one, now he's on a tear. So let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. And then uh, throughout the third period, what I did appreciate about the uh, the stars here is that they did the same thing that they did in uh, the two regulation wins, not not the game against the Wild, but the two before the two games before the Wild game, and they kept pressuring and they kept putting offensive pressure, uh, you know, in the opposite zone. I mean, if you're putting up offensive pressure in the offensive zone, it's not in your zone, and that's probably one of the best ways to prevent goals. And uh, it, you know, it was sort of kind of boring. There were still some chances both sides. Um, the Stars had a couple of hiccups and a couple of tur- bad turnovers, but uh, Jake Ottinger was there to kind of mop it up and make sure that uh, the Stars kept their two-goal lead. And then who else uh, but Jamie Benn. He scores his second of the game, gets the empty netter, and uh, that puts the Stars up 4-1, to one, and that's the end of the game. Uh, what, did you, what did you think of that, the third period in general? I mean, it, it's just re- really after that second uh, shorthanded goal from the Stars, it, it really killed any type of momentum that the Blues had going going into the rest of the period. And it, it just deflated the rest of the game for them. So so let's go ahead and talk about some of the, uh, the storylines coming out of this game because there's quite a few. There's a lot. Um, I do want to start with uh, the whole Riley Tufty situation. So um, both you and I, uh, we both watched the, the Steve Dingle podcast talk about this whole situation with Riley Tufty and uh, Rick Bonus. There's still a lot of people that are still kind of hacked off about it. Um, after kind of letting it sit for, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours or so, um, how are, what are your feelings about this still? Do you still think Rick Bonus kind of, it was kind of a, a butt-headed move for him to do that? Uh, are you fine about it? What, what's your feelings about the whole Riley Tufty situation before we get into the storylines from this game? So a lot of this for me, like, listening to what uh the steve dangle podcast was saying they were they were like it's the 15th game of the season things are going bad you got to put the best people on the ice right which like i understand that right that that makes total sense and it it, it's a bad situation for tufty to be in whether he plays or not because it's not guaranteed but what it's a it's a fourth liner for a fourth liner yeah generally Kiviranta for Tufty. That's how I felt about it. Sorry, go ahead. I I interrupted it. And what really frustrated me was the press conference they had with Bonus afterwards where he said that it really wasn't his decision. He said, I don't remember the exact quote, but he said he got to the ice and the lineup had changed and basically tried to push it off on someone else. And if he just comes out and he's like, yeah, we put... Kiwi in instead Tufty, we thought it would give us a better chance of this game. Like I I would be totally okay with that, I think. But the fact that he's that he's still it feels like he just tries to like push the blame off of people on other people right now. And that's really frustrating to see. It, it it's more like he's trying to be a manager instead of being a leader, if that kind of makes any sense, right? So, so he's like an assistant coach being a head coach. Is is I think something that uh, I think it might have been Chris that said something like that. Uh, but the the thing I was really frustrated about with that, and they mentioned this on the Steve Dangle podcast, was it's still ultimately your decision. 
I mean, you're the head coach. So you can't really push that off on on somebody and say, oh, well, Dave Zeiss, our athletic trainer, or whatever his job is within the organization, he's the one that told me that Kiviranta is good to go and that uh, you know he should be in the lineup and, and you know all that sort of stuff. But the, the other thing is, it, when I was thinking about that, is I don't think that Bones is like that, if that makes any sense. I don't think he, in his mind, and how we're taking it, you know, that he's pushing that off on somebody else. I, I don't I don't think he's intentionally doing that. Um, well, he's definitely not intentionally doing it, but that's what he did. Like, that's exactly what he said in the press conference, and it... Right, but but so so some of that is some of that I think that needs to be quelled down a little bit from people being really upset with Bones. I'm still upset with Bones of the whole situation because it wasn't handled well, in my opinion. And you know, it, you mentioned the press conference about Riley Tufty, and after the game, he seemed annoyed when he was asked questions about the whole Riley Tufty situation. He seemed very annoyed that he was asked he was asked questions about that. And that frustrates me even more because, you know, this is a 23-year-old kid. He's getting to play his third NHL game in front of, you know, his friends and family, people who have helped him get to where he is. His son was going to be there and have have a, a Dallas Stars jersey that said Daddy on the back. And, you know, he didn't get a chance to do that. So, obviously, he's going to be asked a question about that. But, anyway, what are some of your other thoughts on that? I mean – in the end, it's more of an unfortunate situation. Could have been avoided, wasn't avoided. Uh, should have taken ownership that, for that, but didn't. It don't do it again. Bad, bad bonus. Agreed, agreed. I, I think that he should have uh, taken ownership of that decision instead of pushing it off. Uh, but again, I, I don't think he was doing that maliciously towards David Zeiss. But, you know, if that was Dave Zykes, I'd be like, dude, what the heck, man? You, you're pushing that decision off on me <laughs> and making me look bad? Uh, so uh, he, he should have just said, I thought that this was the right decision, and he didn't do that. So anyways, uh, let's get to – because th there were still people on Twitter talking about that today, so I just wanted to, wanted to very quickly mention that before we get into some other stuff. Um, so I, I think probably one of the biggest uh, takeaways from this game for me – was obviously special teams and the fact that you know the stars and the blues both their top five in power play uh, percentage in the year and the stars are most i mean for the most part they're able to quell the the power play of the blues and not just quell the power play of the blues but get two shorthanded goals of their own yeah it, it was a it's been a great two two last games for special teams in particular um Obviously, last game was awful other than special teams, but being able to hold the Blues down to just one and six and then score two on them in those six is insane. So it, it was a crazy night for special teams. In fact, well, the whole game was played on special teams. So <laughs> Right, and, and that, was the, that was the one thing I was frustrated about as well is I, I felt that the game – I mean, on, on both sides, there were some penalties that I was like, okay, yeah, like like that slashing call was was stupid on Jamie Ben. He he definitely shouldn't have done that. Uh, and and then the the high stick that was also pretty stupid. But there were some plays I was just like, 
really? You know, normally you they let those kind of things go. And tonight, the I don't know who the other who was actually calling the the, the penalties tonight, but it, it it seemed like it was very called by the rule book, and it was like you were not getting away with anything. That's what it felt like. Yeah, and, and I think that just stems from the one ref knowing he's the only ref calling penalties on the night, and he's trying to keep control of the game. So I don't. I mean, you, you get games like that where a lot of the a lot of the game is played on special teams, and then you have other nights like the Blues had two games in their last couple of games that had no penalties. So it it, it changes night to night. It depends on officiating. It's just how it goes. Well, I did really appreciate uh, the fact that the Stars did continue to push on the power play. And, they and you know, we, we talked about uh, the penalty kill and the penalty kill looking pretty good for the most part tonight. And then, obviously, the, the two shorthanded goals really help as well. But the, the Stars continue to click on the power play, too. Um, it, they went one for four tonight. And uh, there was, you know, honestly, there was only one power play where I was like, and not too good, and it was the I think it was the last one where we spent about a minute and a half in their the offensive zone and didn't really get any shots on it. But the other three, the, especially that first one in the first period, I, I think that really got us going, which is the complete opposite of the game against the Wild, where the Wild got the first power play and then the Wild never looked back. So we took advantage of that, and that that was really nice to to see that from the Stars tonight. Yeah, and a big part why the game wasn't decided in the first period was just just because Bennington was playing out of his mind. Like that that first power play was crazy good. We had like at least three chances I feel that mm-hmm. could have gone in the back of the net and just didn't. So, well, and you know we also uh, neglected to mention the uh, the really good save uh, by Bennington on uh, Alexander Radulov on the penalty shot. If, I mean, he fooled them. Everybody thought he was going to go backhand because Radulov goes backhand on everything when it comes to a shootout or a penalty shot or whatever. And, uh, you know, if I mean, it goes back to what Razor says all the time. If you do not elevate, you will not accumulate. So, you know, if Radulov had just elevated the puck over the pad, that would have been a great goal. But, you know, Bennington came up large on that particular goal as well. Yeah, and... Radulov is a touchy subject, I'll say right now. He still doesn't have a goal yet this season. So he, he's he been struggling a lot this season, which is it, it, when I saw that he missed the the penalty shot, it, it really frustrated me just because I, I know that he hasn't been what even he was last season when he played like, I think he played 12 games and had seven points still. But... He, he, I don't know how he's gonna get back to that, and I don't know if he is, but I, I'm hoping he can. <laughs> the NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL team and win one hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo codes THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So special teams was a huge uh, thing tonight, but let's go ahead and get into uh, another touchy subject, especially for Star's Twitter and, uh, and Star's social media. Let's get in the Ottinger conversation. Um, Ottinger, I, I still don't under, understand the decision to start Hudobin over Ottinger in the game against the Wild. I understand the Wild are, you know, one of the best teams in the NHL. They lost tonight, but they lost to another really good team in the Florida Panthers. And I, I, I still just don't understand the whole, you know, let's not start a guy who had a really good game last game. And uh, he gets to start tonight. perfect word that I think uh, I can think of and that Razor used to describe Ottinger's performance tonight. Uh, what did you think of uh, Jake Ottinger and how he did this evening, James? I mean, tonight he was insane in terms of just stats in general. I mean, he, he faces 36 and saves 35. So I, I we, you really couldn't ask more for, from him tonight. Maybe they weren't the most dangerous shots ever, but like he was there for all of them. So the the one that gets past him is a flutter puck that bounces over his head. So besides that, he's perfect tonight. You you can't ask more. And particularly, there were a lot of things that I noticed uh, in the third period when the Stars were really, you know, just trying to get the puck out of their own zone. There were a couple of times when they turned the puck over at the at the blue line and Ottinger was there to kind of mop up and make sure that nothing went in. So, uh, I mean, and so it, it just adds more to the question about the stars net and whose net it belongs to, at, at least for stars fans. It might not be for bonus bonus may say it's still Hudobin and Holby's net, but d does the two performances by Jake Ottinger, does that put any kind of doubt in the minds of the coaching staff, who should be in the net right now? Uh, it, it's not really a question at this point. If if Otter's going to play that good every night, for right now, he's starting. And especially with Holtby being not not back in the lineup yet, like it, it's Otter's net right now. Dobby, I think... So I, I'd been thinking about the decision to put Dobby in net, and yeah, he came off of a sickness, but again, he had the he had the good game against the Flyers. So I, I'm thinking maybe the coaching staff were like, or bonus maybe in particular is like, let's not play the young guy right because bonus and <laughs> and just it just play play Dobby because he had a good night two nights ago, just flip back and forth. I think that that's what he was going to go with. But it, it, he, he kind of shot himself in the foot with it. And right now, Dobby is not going to get a chance unless Otter rests up. So, 
So, I mean, do you do you take that that game, that seven to two game against the Wild, and just say that that was just a, a one off for Dobby? We talked about this in the last uh, the last AGR about you know just shove this game off to the side. This is not the real stars. Uh, Chris said this wasn't the real stars. I said I was thinking more. It probably was. But but specifically hone in on Dobby. Was it was that Dobby the one that we should expect for the rest of the season? Maybe not as bad, but should we expect him to be above average? I don't think that Dobby is going to be an average goaltender. I think he played atrociously in the game against Minnesota, and I think that is a one-off game for him. That's like, that. That's probably his worst game he has ever played in the NHL. Like, there's no way that's going to happen again with him. It's not going to be seven goals. He might have more five goal, like let him five goals or four goals. And honestly, if he's going to be a backup, that's going to happen, right? But I definitely the fact that seven goals goes in on him is is a bad night for him. I, I, I chalked it up to be it, it was the worst game he's ever played, and he's probably not, not going to play that bad again. But should we still expect him to 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 be average, or, or do you think he still lets in uh, more goals than he used to, like when we saw him in the bubble playoffs? I think he will let in he, – he's going to let in at least three goals every game. I, I – I, right now, I can't see him. Just expect winning. that. Yeah, I just expect him to let in three goals every night. And if it's four, okay, yeah, sure, that makes sense. If if it, if he if he only lets in two, that's like a good night for him, in my opinion. So, probably a little below average, in my opinion. But I mean, with with tonight, we could have won with just three. I think. So uh, here here's a question for you. Who starts the next game? Is it Otter? Is it Holtby coming back? Or is it Hudobin? If Holtby comes back, Holtby's going to start, and Otter's going to be the backup. If Holtby doesn't come back, Otter's going to start because Hudobin just had such a bad game against Minnesota, like, without a doubt. And it's such, like, a tough situation. Because they, I don't know why they don't want to play Otter in the NHL. I, I don't know if they do it for cap reasons or what, but if Dobby's not going to oh, be here lost. next year. Sorry, guys. We lost James there for a second. Um, but uh, anyways, I'm – oh, there there's James. He's back. We are having a lot of internet issues over the past couple of days. Yeah, anyways, sorry about go ahead, that. Go ahead and say so, what you were saying. So what I was saying was I think Holtby plays if he comes back, right? Mm-hmm. And – if he doesn't otters in net just because of how bad Dobby played in the Minnesota game. But if if Holtby comes back, I think they might send Otter back down to the AHL, honestly. Just oh, because my goodness. That would, that would I, blow I, my mind. I, 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 just with how they've been handling Otter, they don't seem to want to give him the team yet. They don't want him to play in the NHL yet. I don't know why. Maybe after this game they change their minds, but I, I don't see them doing it yet. So now I, I I will be honest and say that 
the, the games that Otter has played, he's looked good, but the team in front of him has also played better. So, and, and not to say that the Stars played bad in front of Hudobin, because, I mean, they didn't play as well as they did in front of Ottinger, but I still thought that they played well enough to, uh, to you know, to possibly win that game against the Wild, but, you know, Dobby didn't show up. So, I mean, I, I don't know what to think about that. Um, I, I really, what I think is going to happen is uh, Holby is going to come back. He's going to get the start on Tuesday. Is that the next game? Uh, I can't remember. Yes, can't it's, remember. On, it's on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. Okay, so it's on Tuesday, um, and I, I think he will get the start. But if Holtby is not ready, I really, really hope they will, you know, consider putting Otter back in because the team seems to play better in front of Otter than they do in front of Dobby. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that situation kind of works itself out. It might already be worked out with the way that. Um, Jim Nell and Rick Bonus are thinking, but we'll see how uh, all that works out. Um, anyway, um, I mean, we talked to we, speaking of players who did really well tonight. Ottinger looked fantastic, but how about the play of some of these other guys? Um, I mean, specifically, I'm thinking Rope Hints. I'm thinking Jamie Ben. I'm thinking Michael Roffel. I'm thinking Hawkenpaw. Hawkenpaw had a really good game and way better game than the game against the Wild. So, uh, you, you know. Pick a player and talk about how they how they did tonight. And then it doesn't have to be one of those four guys that I mentioned. I mean, honestly, you could pick almost anyone tonight. It, it, it was just everyone. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but everyone responded to to whatever was going on tonight. And everyone was on their toes. Everyone was playing, and it was a spectacular game to watch. And it, it they they played awesome, and they. game the whole time it felt like and they they end up winning 4-1 so um I, I really think my favorite player from tonight's game was Michael Raffle uh j just because you know I didn't it, we didn't expect all of this from him all this offensive output that he's having he he's not having a huge offensive output I'll, I'll give him that but uh he he's been a very good addition to this uh, to this stars team, and uh, not only is he looking good on the uh, the penalty kill, uh, and you know obviously the two assists on the Ropa Hints goals tonight, but he's been really good as that uh, third part of the Ben line with along with Gary Onoff. Uh, th that line, the three of them seem to complement each other very very well, and that that seems like a line that you can put up against in another team's top line and shut them down, but also maybe get some offense out of that line as well. So I really love uh, the way that Michael Roffle is playing right now. Um, what, do you, what do you see out of Michael Roffle over the over either today or over the past couple of weeks? I mean, Chris is going to say that, that like, Raffle's just lucky, right? But Right, uh, bull crap. <laughs> but, but tonight, he, he, he def it definitely wasn't luck. He had two beautiful passes to Hintz, and, and both of them off of his own poke to get it out of his own on a shorthanded chance. It was, he, he was looking for the offense tonight, and he found it. And, it, and, and when he found it, he, he, sunk, he helped sink it every time. So... He, he had a great night tonight. <laughs> yeah. 
that second pass on the the second shorthanded goal from Hintz that that was like icing on the cake. It, it was absolutely beautiful. It was like, uh, man, I watched it and I was just like, wow, that was absolutely perfect. So, anyways, um, I'm loving uh, his play. Um, Jamie Ben um, is starting to really show up on the score sheet more often. Uh, over the past couple of uh, games. And I don't think it's a coincidence also that he got moved back to center after playing left wing. So I think with Robertson coming back, that allowed uh, Rick Bonus to have more flexibility to allow Ben to play the center position again. And I really don't think that's a coincidence that he's starting to put up more on the score sheet and, you know, just look good in general. It Ben looked like the only good Dallas Stars player that showed up through all three periods against uh, the Wild on uh, was it was it Thursday Thursday Thursday. So and it continued tonight. The only difference tonight is that everybody seemed to follow suit, and uh, they didn't follow suit. Uh, you know uh, the game on Thursday. So uh, w- what about Jamie Ben? What what do you think about his play uh, today? Yeah, it's funny because on the on the score sheet, he's still labeled as left winger, even though he's still playing center for, he's been playing center for like the last four games. But uh, just, just the, what, what was crazy to me was in the first period of this game, he had that awful turnover where, every, where he had the puck in the defensive zone. All of his teammates skate out because they're like, oh, it's Ben. He won't turn it over, turns it over. The dudes, he, they, they get like a two on O dudes wide open with the pass and then dives back to lift the dude's stick to, to save his own butt. <laughs> it was, he, he was not, he was not taking and he, he was not going to be the problem tonight. He, he was, he was outstanding. His determination on that play was just crazy to see because He's one of the older guys, and you, and you see him diving back like that to fix his own mistake. Is It was so awesome. <laughs> right. So I, I will mention that, y- yes, he, he had two really stupid penalties in the third period. Yes, he had that turnover that you just talked about. But he's showing up in all aspects of the game right now. He's showing up in, on the score sheet with goals. He's he's you know you know getting assists out there. Uh, he you know he's he's showing up physically. He co-led the team with three hits tonight. Um, his his faceoff percentage is excellent. He's playing on in every uh, situation of the game, whether it's on uh, power play, whether it's on the penalty kill, uh, whether it's five on five, and he's done fantastic. Uh, in, in that, and in order for this Stars team to get out of this funk that they're in, this quote-unquote 500 hockey that they're playing right now, he has to be a huge catalyst for this team to be successful going forward. And at least right now, uh, it's it's showing. It's showing. Yeah, and, and for me, it comes down to, it, which is why I pointed out the, the diving stick lift, it comes down to his determination. This this season he's looked way more determined than than last year when we were in our little divisional bubbles kind of and just playing against the same team over and over again. You you didn't see a lot coming from him. He, even even when nights he would score, it, it it felt like 
maybe maybe he had a good night offensively, but he he just didn't it didn't feel like the same the same way. But he he's just he's been playing in in my opinion with a lot more determination. And when other players see that, it's it's easy to it's easier to motivate them with that. And, and it it works even better when when you actually score with it too. So the fact that he's been scoring and he's been all over the ice recently it's it's been awesome to see and you know to it's amazing that we've gone this far and we haven't even really talked about him that much but uh we very briefly mentioned it but the other two goal guy in, in the game tonight mr rope hints uh like you mentioned five goals in the last five games after going the previous you know nine or ten without a goal or you know without a point even i i, I think or, or very few points in that in that matter and uh again the, the he's another player that if the stars are going to be successful that he has to be our elite offensive player shots two excellent goals and uh he got it from uh from the stick of michael roffle tonight so uh you, you gotta love the play of rope hints lately um so, yeah, I mean, uh, James, is, is what did you think about uh, the play of uh, Rope Hints over the past, you know, week or so? I mean, is it is it a surprise that when he starts scoring, we win three out of four? Like, nope. <laughs> he starts scoring, and and suddenly we can win games again. So it's 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 awesome to see him. And I freaking called it the game before his first goal. <laughs> you totally like, did in the second I, I period like, he's too. Gonna, he's gonna score. <laughs> it's was, it was crazy. It, it, he he's been outstanding, and he's showing that he's that he's not gonna get snake bitten again, at least for now, which is awesome. And hopefully we can keep writing him and and the rest of the, and Raffle and Ben, all those people for right now, and hopefully we can ride them and and get get some more wins under our belt. Um. So we we mentioned a couple of players that were uh really good in uh, the game tonight but let's mention a couple of uh, uh a couple of players that you know might not have been uh you know too hot um and it maybe not too hot is the wrong the wrong word to use um uh, this is our dad uh, dad says where was sagan tonight i was watching with no sound so may have just missed him um you you really didn't uh honestly dad um because the the thing about Sagan is that he just hasn't been noticeable. I, I guess is the word I would use. Uh, at least he hasn't been noticeable, you know, in a bad way where he, you know, he's turning the puck over a ton or whatever. But we haven't seen a ton from him offensively uh, that we were hoping to see. And you know, maybe that goes back to. Uh, you know, him getting over his surgeries that he had over the offseason. He really didn't play but three games last season when uh, we were trying to get into the playoffs. And as soon as we knew we were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, we didn't see Sagan for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, what does Tyler Sagan need to do to start putting the puck in the back of the net or start contributing offensively? Or is he doing okay with what he's doing right now? I mean, you say that he's that he's not contributing offensively, but he, he's, he has the most goals on the team with five, and he's tied for second in points with nine. So we, we haven't so felt him. Maybe the, he's quietly doing it, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, 
we haven't felt them in the last couple of games, but he has been putting up offense. It, it's just not to the same extent as we would probably expect him to, which is maybe why we're not noticing him as much. I mean, Haskinen has just been insane so far this year, 13 points so far, and he leads the team with that. But it, it really, it, it, it's a tough... Right now, it's a tough line for him to be on, too, with... It was him, Radulov, and Peterson, right? On a line tonight? Him, Glendinning, and... Radulov, I think. Right? No, I don't think it was Radulov. I think it was uh, Kiwi. It was him, so Kiwi, Radulov, and Glendinning. Sort of, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess he was, in a way. But he's, so, he's still got 17 minutes of ice time tonight. 17 and a half. So it's not like he didn't get his chances. Yeah, I, I mean, it, just, tonight he was sk- he was skating around a lot. He maybe he's playing more, more of a defensive role in tonight's game. Maybe he was told to do that. I, we don't know. But in, in my opinion, he has been fine offensively, but not necessarily what we expect him to be up to. Definitely not what he's getting paid right now. I think he's getting paid. I know his cap hits like just around ten million, give or take you know, a quarter of a million. But I think he's actually getting paid about $13 million uh, this season. So, uh, you know, we, we could definitely use a little bit more from uh, from Tyler Sagan and all of this. So, um, and uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, and we'll call it a night because we've gotten, we gotten pretty long tonight, but there's a lot to talk about, um, uh, was the face-off percentage. And when we talked about in the offseason, when we were getting ready for the season to start, is we wanted to see domination in the faceoff dot. And for the most part, the Stars have been dominating in, in the faceoff dot. Uh, but the different that the difference that we saw tonight compared to some other games is not only did we dominate, but we were able to control the puck. And when you control the puck, you control the game. Normally when you control the game, you're going to win the game. Because it means you're you're spending time in either getting it out of your own zone or you're spending time in their zone. So I loved what I saw in the faceoff dot tonight. And j- just to throw the the stat uh, at you, the Stars won the faceoff battle 61 to 39 percent tonight. That that's a serious butt kicking. If you're 60 percent plus in the faceoff dot, that's an excellent uh, in the faceoff dot tonight. James, uh, what what do you think of all of that? That, that, and that's the big reason why we were able to kill off so many penalties tonight. And, and, it, and last night as well, because we won the face-off battle last night too, I'm pretty sure, was we're, we're winning the face-offs on the, on the penalty kill, and we're winning the face-off battle. And that, that, you get a free, like, 10 seconds off, off a penalty kill whenever you win the face-off and clear it. So I, I would even say 15 seconds. Yeah. And that's I mean, an eighth of the penalty gone. That, that again, that, that's like, that, that's how we were winning in the beginning of the season, even without the five-on-five five goals, which we don't have tonight. We were killing off penalties, and we were doing it on our power plays. And that's what we did tonight. So, And uh, just to throw this comment out there, because it makes me look good. <laughs> uh, Ardell, dude, Ryan, how about your boy, Raffle? You've been saying it all year. The guy is solid. Yeah. We already talked about him, but again, he's like I said in the last episode. I think he's my new Jason Dickinson. I I love Jason Dickinson, 
and uh, but he's kind of taken that spot for me and uh, being one of my favorite players on the Dallas Stars right now. So uh, really, I mean, huge shout out to Michael Rafa right now and uh, the yeah. way that he's playing. And for me right now, I I would argue that he's been better than Dick Dickinson. He, he maybe doesn't have, maybe Dickinson was a little bit better on the defense in my opinion, but he definitely wasn't better on the offense that we've seen from Raffle so far this season. So. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Raffle has looked good offensively for for us this year, and uh, you know he's you know getting things and doing it in ways that we weren't expecting, and uh, you know we can always use. Uh, some extra depth scoring on a team that doesn't score very much. So uh, very glad to uh, to see that Michael Raffle is doing well. Uh, James, I think that's it. I think we've we've hit just about everything that we can for uh, for this game. Is there anything you want to mention real quick that we that we haven't mentioned that we should? Uh, they play Edmonton on Tuesday at 7:30. And Holy Edmonton's crap! Good please, at special teams, so please <laughs> talk about staying out of the box. Seriously. Uh, Stay gonna, out of the it's box. It's going to be rough considering that we win most of our games on special teams. So we'll see how it goes. So, and then uh, not to mention that's on Tuesday. And then who comes in on Friday? It's another uh, Colorado. Colorado comes in on Friday. And that game's at 630 if I remember correctly. So uh, I'm going to try to go to both of those. Uh, maybe I'll be in Dallas for the week for Thanksgiving. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off for the evening along with James. I'm Ryan. Um, Chris will be back with us hopefully on Tuesday. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure, once again, you go and use the promo code THPN uh, for on the DraftKings app. That lets them know that we sent you. We'd really appreciate that. And uh, please make sure that you follow us on all of our podcast uh, social media accounts. You can also follow James at James the Bomb 2 You can follow me at Starsboy12. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys again on Tuesday. And uh, we go- hope you guys have a good and fantastic evening. Catch you guys on the flip side.